Today's topic, help your squirmy kid connect with God through prayer. And yes, it is possible, no matter how fidgety or distractible your child is. It's teaching our kids to communicate with God is foundational to help them develop an actual relationship with Him. But prayer can be kind of a mystery, right? I know a lot of people who aren't comfortable with praying out loud, even in front of their kids. So honestly, I wouldn't pray out loud for many years either. You know what happened. Um, I prayed out loud maybe in high school with a friend of mine and I prayed just a really short prayer and she laughed at me. <laughs> she said, that's it? That's your whole prayer? And it kept me from praying out loud again for like, I don't know, probably over five years, probably longer than that. Um, I was worried that I wouldn't know what to say, that my short prayers weren't good enough. But praying with my kids has helped me so much because, you know, they don't really judge our prayers. They're not like, wow, mom, that was a short prayer. Well, they might say, wow, mom, that was a long prayer. <laughs> so one of the best things that we can do for our children's prayer lives, I've discovered, is to lead by example. If we're always asking them to pray out loud, but they never hear us pray and pour out our hearts to God, it's unlikely they're going to see the point as they grow older. That doesn't mean we need to pray every prayer out loud in their hearing, but they should certainly hear us praying for them or for others. One of my most comforting memories from childhood was waking up late in the evening and hearing my dad in his bed praying out loud for us. I don't think he knew that I could hear. I assume that he thought I was asleep, but I'm pretty sure he did that every night. And hearing him pray out loud for our family really made an impact on me. So aside from setting an example, what else can we do to help our kids grow an actual relationship with God through prayer? When my kids were little, I really struggled to get them to sit still for even like five seconds, which I'm sure you can probably identify with if your kids are little. And never mind even like pour out their hearts to God. Prayer time had a tendency to look a little bit more like uh, insane time at the Thomas house than, you know, pious praying. I had to get very creative when it came to pranks. So I'm excited to share some of these ideas with you today. Not only did I use them in my home, but I use them in my ministry at for preschool, you know, praying with preschoolers at church, in our preschool, praying with younger elementary kids at church. So uh, these have worked, these ideas. So today's session is all about helping our kids actually enjoy setting aside time to pray. First, we'll talk about making it interesting, and then we'll talk about helping them actually know what to say. So this little girl here, she's very piously, you know, folding her hands, closing her eyes, praying over top of the Bible. But did you know the Bible doesn't say we have to pray sitting still with our hands folded and our eyes closed? Honestly, I have no idea where that comes from, although my guess is it got started by frustrated parents because their kids were pinching each other during prayer. <laughs> but you know what? It's just a tradition, and traditions aren't always helpful to our kids. Sometimes they're great, but not always. There really is no correct posture for prayer. In the Bible, people prayed on their knees, bowing on their faces before God, standing with their hands lifted. Um, David talks about praying in his bed in, the, in midnight or at midnight. So we can pray in every different posture, basically. And allowing movement during prayer can be a really big gift for, to our wiggly kids, allowing them to be who God created them to be and connect with him in their own unique way. So here's some ideas for engaging your kids through their bodies while they're praying. So the first is kind of to use this talking stick idea. 
So the idea of a talking stick originated with the North American indigenous cultures. In it, an item is passed around and the person holding the item gets to speak without being interrupted. It's a wonderful way to ensure that everyone is heard and no one is talked over. I was really first introduced to this technique actually in preschools where they pass an item from child to child and only the child holding the talking stick gets to speak. It's a really great tangible way for kids to take turns talking or praying too. So you don't need to do this with a group of kids. You can just do this with you and one child. It wouldn't probably work with just yourself, <laughs> but it would work with you and one kid. So when he was younger, my eldest really liked when we took turns praying using this talking stick method. So whoever had the object said a quick prayer and then they passed it to someone else. And to be honest, sometimes it would get chucked to someone else, but it, it made it fun, right? So we've used a variety of objects using a, a rolled up pair of socks, a rock or a book that we passed around. Like I said, sometimes this turns into something kind of silly, but other times it becomes deep and meaningful. And I don't think that God has a problem with silly either. Sometimes I'm sure he loves deep and meaningful, but I think he also loves silly, especially when it comes to our kids. So this is also a really great way to pray with a group of kids. And you can do it with any item you have on hand. Like right here, I have, you know, a straw. So I could just <laughs> pass around the straw to the kids and say, whoever has the straw gets to pray or a pen, or a pair of sunglasses, or whatever you have around, right? All right, in the absence of any supplies, even your own body can be turned into a prayer. Like I said, the people in the Bible prayed in all sorts of postures. So I've had my boys lay prostrate, which is like laying straight down with their face on the ground. I've had them kneel or hold out their hands. Uh, children with good imaginations could pretend to build an altar while praying, you know, taking a rock and putting it on an imaginary altar. Um, older children can be taking um, a prayer walk outside. You can walk with them and pray for your neighbors. So another way of kind of engaging their bodies during prayer is just to use a prayer journal. So you can do these with the youngest kids. You don't have to just do them with kids that can write because every kid can doodle or scratch something on the page. It doesn't have to be complicated. So we divide up the journals with the four headings, which you'll recognize later when I talk about prayer patterns. Praise, sorry, please, and thanks. So if your kids aren't writing yet, you can find some online pictures depicting things your kids can pray about. But if you don't have time for printing out pictures in advance, you know, because they could print them out in advance and then glue them in, um, you can just have your kids draw their prayers and Obviously, older kids can write them. For some kids, having a prayer journal is going to be wonderful. For others, it's going to be like, you know, pulling teeth. But you can try it and see if it's helpful. And if not, try something else. Another thing that's kind of like a prayer journal, but a little less structured, is a prayer box. So you get to decorate a little box, you know, box or a pencil case to hold your prayers. And then your child gets to draw or write a prayer and then tuck it into the box. Every once in a while, you can read through the prayers as a reminder of what God has done for you. Alternately, and this is what happened kind of accidentally in our family once, you can write prayer requests on several different cards and then put them into the box. And then every day, just have your child pull one at random and pray over it. This was an accident that we did once because there was a miscommunication about how to use the box amongst the parents in our house. <laughs> and, but it really worked well for one of our boys because it really helped him know what to say. And on that note, let's talk about prayer patterns.
So aside from making prayer a little more welcoming to Wiggly Kids, I also realized that one of the biggest struggles they have and we have is that we just don't know what to say. You know, for some kids you say, what do you want to tell God? And they'll just talk. And for some kids you'll say, what do you want to tell God? And they'll look at you like a deer with the headlights coming right at them. <laughs> Prayer patterns help the squirminess because they know Kids will know what to expect and they'll have guidance on what to say. And because when you know, when you, sorry, because you know what, when you have no idea what you're supposed to say, it's a lot easier to just get distracted or to zone out, right? So providing the structure of a prayer pattern has made a huge difference for us as adults even. So I'm going to give you some examples so that you know what I'm talking about. And I also have a download that I've linked with a whole bunch of different kinds of prayer patterns from really simple breath prayers to longer, more complicated prayer patterns that you can use with older kids. So the simplest prayer pattern that I use has two sentence starters and is kind of a joint prayer between me and my child. I kind of just use it to get us started. So the first is, God, today I liked. So I say, okay, God, today I liked. And then they say, God, today I liked. Usually it gives us something to say in thanksgiving or praise. So for example, if my child says, God, today I like jumping on the trampoline with my brothers, I might follow up with, thank you, God, for this beautiful day and for helping the boys live at peace with each other while they jumped on the trampoline. So you can see how we're kind of praying together. The second thing is, God, today I didn't like. And this often gives us something to ask God for help with or to confess. For example, if my kid says, God, today I didn't like when my brother got mad at me, I'll ask him if there's something he needs to apologize for. And then we can ask God to help him and his brother love each other well. So it's very simple, right? It, there's only two things to remember. God, today I liked. God, today I didn't like. <laughs> so here's another prayer pattern that you've probably seen before. You've probably heard of the ACTS prayer, A-C-T-S. ACTS stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication, which is a lot of big words. <laughs> so instead of using those big words with my kids, I use the following pattern. So I start each section with a sentence starter, and then they continue the sentence with their own words. So first we say, wow, God, you are. So this is praise. This is telling God what he is and what he's done not just not thanking him for the things that he's given us, but it's telling God who he is. Praising God serves the purpose of bringing him glory and centering our hearts on him. So it's a really helpful way to start our prayers because we're reminded who we're praying to. So God, you are awesome and amazing and you love us and you are kind. So whatever is on your child's heart will come out then. All right, and then we go to, I am sorry for... This one is a little tricky. It's harder for some kids than for others because some kids, I don't, I don't know quite how to say this, but some kids have more obvious sin than others. Some kids know when they've done wrong. And some kids are kind of your good kid. And it doesn't, it's not as obvious when they're sinning. So I don't force them to do this part, but I do ask God to reveal their sin to them. And it also helps if I lead by example. So personally, I almost have, always have something I can confess, you know, at a time when I uh, reacted out of anger or ignored somebody because I was doing something else or, you know, there's usually something kid appropriate that I can confess here. So, and sometimes the kids can't think of something of their own to confess. 
like I said, in which case I just encourage them to ask God to show them something that they need to apologize for. And like I said, I don't like berate them or really uh, push it too much, but confession is a really key part of the Christian life. So I do make sure that we go back over that whenever we use this prayer pattern. Sometimes I'll remind them of something too, like, oh, you remember that time? <laughs> um, but I think it's more effective to let God bring them to repentance instead of me poking at them and criticizing them, right? So then after we've confessed, we say together, thank you, God, for forgiving me. And then we say, please help. So, you know, when our kids are young, their prayers are going to reflect that. Please help me to have a good day. Please help my stuffy to feel good tonight. <laughs> Please help um, there to be no mosquitoes tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> but when something bigger does come up, and I don't know if they're going to know to pray about it, I'll make a point of praying this section first. So say we're praying for our aunt who recently who needed a new home. So I would pray so that they knew that this was something that they could pray about. And then they would often pray about it too. So we, when we say please help, we can focus on kind of two areas. There's the personal prayers like please help me. And then there's also intercessory type prayers when we're praying for somebody else. So please help me to do good on my test tomorrow. Please help the homeless people in Edmonton tonight have a place to sleep or something like that. So <clears throat> that is the please help section. Now, it's easy to want to make our kids pray bigger prayers. But C.S. Lewis once said, and perhaps as those who do not turn to God in petty trials will have no habit or such resort to help them when the great trials come. So those who have not learned to ask him for childish things will have less readiness to ask him for great ones. So our child's understanding of God's provision and answers to prayer start when they're asking God to help their sniffly nose go away tomorrow. And when we learn to trust God and that we can trust him with those little things, we learn that we can trust him with the big things too. So there's nothing too small to talk to God about. The last part of the prayer pattern is thank you for, and that one's pretty easy. So if your kids are ready to think more abstractly, you can use the Lord's Prayer as a pattern as well. I'll also link to a resource that I've created with a lot of different kinds of prayer patterns, as you can see on this page here. Um, and some printable prayer journals pages too. So if your kids are writing or you want to write for them, you can use these printable prayer journal pages. So you can look through them and find one that's a good fit for your kids. I'm also going to link to several articles on prayer from my website because there's a lot of them. <laughs> as well as a really good interview about prayer and prayer games with kids. The interview was with Sarah Holmstrom from Raising Prayerful Kids. And that episode was a real favorite last year. So next time, I'm going to share some ideas for the other side of prayer, listening to God through God's Word and the Holy Spirit. You might find the next lesson really helpful for yourself, too, as these are lessons I've personally learned as an adult and then translated back to how to help my kids learn these things. Uh, before you hop over to that lesson, be sure to add your golden nugget. It can be anything from this lesson that stood out to you or one prayer technique you want to try with your kids. And I will see you in the next lesson.